everyone, welcome back to another episode of Japan Rugby Weekly. I'm Doug the Translator, and this week I'll be going over the Rugby World Cup final. Yeah, World Cup's over. Fun times. You can enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Japan Rugby Weekly. I'm a sad boy today, uh, or this week, or maybe this month. Um, obviously, the World Cup is done and doosted. South Africa winning their fourth World Cup record, breaking fourth, second in a row, unbeaten in World Cup finals. Beaten NZ twice in a World Cup final. Oh, I'm, uh, I watched the, uh, extended highlights before this just to kind of give myself a, you know, watch the game. It's, uh, Monday night I'm recording this Japan time. So, you know, basically two days since I saw, uh, the game and, you know, I thought I better watch it with a different viewpoint now. I'm more objectively without the heartache, but it was just as painful. Um, but yeah, congrats to South Africa, to, uh, Detoy. Um, what a game. Definitely worthy of getting the, uh, man of the match. Immense performance. Um, huge stats. Um, 28 tackles by Mr. Steph Detoy. So yeah, amazing, uh, performance there. Seemed, um, he put a few big hits on, you know, the likes of, uh, Geordie Barrett and Will Jordan and, um, yeah, uh, definitely can't argue with him getting that, uh, man of the match. Um, and yeah, I thought in terms of the game, um, it was a real tense game. Uh, like, I'm not sure what it'd feel like from like the neutral fans, but watching it live, I thought it was a, it was a good game where it'd be very tense. Um, before the game, I'm sure I wasn't the only one, but I was just hoping that it wasn't going to be like cards or anything that are uh, influenced it. And so, yeah. <laughs> Probably because we all hoped it wouldn't. Uh, four cards in the game, one red, three yellows. NZ playing with 14 for 60 minutes. South Africa playing uh, with 14 for almost uh, 20 minutes as well. But yeah, um, firstly, I guess touching on the cards. Um, like watching them live, I thought uh, as soon as they kind of checked Frizzell's one, I thought it was going to be yellow. I didn't think it'd be any worse than that. Um, Kane's one, I thought, you know, looking at how rugby is now, it's pretty upright. Bit of force, direct head contact. Thought it was uh, going to be pretty big call if they were uh, going to call that just a yellow. I mean, he did kind of like step into it, but um, yeah, I thought not too many uh, complaints about uh, that one. Um, it was just gutting because it was attacking 22 line out, overthrown. They get the ball, then we end up giving away red cards. So just a calamity of errors there. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously no one's going to do that so um don't think you can necessarily be too hard on um sam kane either just uh sometimes how the ball bounces and um that's what um the rules are in the game these days so um i heard also a lot of people talking about wayne barnes and uh tmos but i think the yeah the cards and stuff i think they were pretty much given how you'd probably expect them to be given um seeing a few people talk about khaleesi's one um should have been a red and uh yeah, I don't know, I think he didn't really duck that much, but also I think the 
first contact was like shoulders, shoulders. So yeah, when I was watching it live, I was thinking it's unlikely to be red. Um, but no, I think, uh, like I said, first half South Africa, uh, were playing pretty, pretty good footy. NZ made a few errors, uh, in the attacking half, but also in the defensive half. Um, just, yeah, couldn't, um, diffuse, uh, the bombs that or the box kicks that, uh, South Africa were putting up and got put under a bit of pressure there. Um, and, you know, Pollard, I mean, he was a bit shaky in the first two, uh, but made all his kicks. Um, and, you know, that was probably, uh, the difference. I thought NZ, even after going down to 14, I still thought we were in it. Um, there were a few times when, you know, uh, South Africa looked like they were going to get pretty close to scoring, but you could say that the same, uh, with, uh, New Zealand as well. Um, Adi Savia with that, uh, bounce of the ball, almost caught the chip from Geordie. Um, you know, just. That's how the uh, rugby ball bounces sometimes. And, and then uh, South Africa had uh, the same where Khaleesi was running on the sideline. Thought uh, maybe probably should have given the ball when he gave a few dummies. They got held up over the line. And I think that was Geordie Bear under the ball again there. So um, he's a you know freak at doing that. Uh, but then South Africa right after halftime uh, as well almost scored from that uh, grabber kick. So both teams I thought had a few opportunities. But just with the conditions, it wasn't really uh, you know set to be one of those great games in terms of high scoring high quality rugby it was more just you know attrition um and south africa i think in the first half i get the stats they were like 91 percent tackle completion or something you know insane um but yeah nz uh was still play, try to play their style of rugby throughout i thought um i think there were like 20 out of 22 lineouts um which obviously is a pretty good step i think the they were disrupted a bit at lineout uh not all the ones that they got were clean um and there were just a few especially in that first half uh in the opposition half where really could have you know started to get that momentum where we get something go away and we just weren't able to keep it on uh south africa were just able to halt our momentum in those crucial areas which um yeah ultimately was enough but uh it's crazy to think that South Africa won the World Cup by scoring their last points, what, in the 30, in the 34th minute. So played more than half the game without obviously scoring again. Um, but their defense was enough to do it. Um, NZ, like I said, after that, after a scary few, uh, opportunities for South Africa at the start of the second half, uh, really started to build momentum themselves, made a few good breaks to Leah. That was a uh, pretty slippery, um, that we'd scored one of the great tries with Monga. This step into just a goosey and, uh, you know, show and go almost, um, having the pace against Diolande and Smith scoring last game for the All Blacks, but had to be brought back. Uh, it was just, it seemed like the whole game, uh, even that Shannon Frizzell yellow card, it was like, I think we'd forced a knock on around halfway. Good start to the game. Gonna have the opportunity to, you know, start our attacking, um, scrum around halfway or in their half or something and then get brought back for the yellow card. Same with that try for Aaron Smith. Thought we made the breakthrough, came back for that uh, knock-on. I ended up scoring eventually after that, but I just thought it was just so many of those things. Just, you know, uh, South Africa were just so good at stopping all those things, which are, you know, three wins or quarterfinals, semifinals, final, all uh, winning by one point just shows, you know, they've got that grin, that do-it-at-all-cost kind of attitude. and. Yeah, there were a few kicks at the end. One, uh, tough kick on the sideline by, uh, Richie. So, uh, yeah, uh, definitely, I think, I don't think you can really, uh, blame a kick from the sideline 
as the reason why he didn't win. Same with Geordie's win towards the end. Um, but yeah, that one, I think it was more gutting. Looked like we had a great opportunity uh, when that deliberate knock-on happened. And I know, you know, yellow card penalty is what the uh, rule is, but it was just, you know, a shame. Would have loved to see how we'd uh, attack down that sideline. See if we could have made a break. Uh, would have been, um, yeah, really excited. Exciting, I should say, to see uh, how we could have made the most of that play. But And then got the opportunity, um, like I was trying to say before, um, yeah, from that far out. I don't think you can really say that kick defines uh, the World Cup, but it's just those little moments. Um, when they're going away, they're going away, and uh, when they're not, they're not. And um, this year, they all went um, South Africa's way, and uh, they, you know, I truly think, um, yeah, they just uh, did enough to win. You know, they deserve to win. Um, they played to the conditions. Their kicking game, I thought, was real uh, on point as well, put us under a lot of pressure. So, um, yeah, taking nothing away from them. Um, shame about the cards, but, yeah, I don't think Wayne Barnes necessarily... Uh, had a bad game either in that precious situation. Um, and yeah, the All Blacks I thought played well, especially with, with 14 men. It was just those crucial areas, uh, in that first half. And then, um, yeah, towards the end, that last play, it was just, you know, so close yet so far. And, um, yeah, wasn't to be, but I don't know. I think, um, from how we were looking before the World Cup, what everyone was saying about us, I always knew NZ, uh, when we got into the business end, uh, you know, would be a tough, uh, team to beat. And, Obviously showed that in the quarterfinals. Um, but then I think from there, everyone just really started to believe again. And, um, yeah, it's a great, uh, you know, job to be able to get to the final. Obviously, when you're a team like New Zealand, it's the same with South Africa, uh, France, Ireland, those two teams. Um, you know, they've had high hopes for a long time when I guess New Zealand, we've been kind of up and down recently, so maybe the expectations weren't as high as for us. So I feel like the shock probably would have been bigger for those two, especially bowing out at the uh, quarterfinals. I definitely feel for those two teams and their fans. Um, but yeah, congrats to uh, South Africa, the box. And um, yeah, can't wait till 2027. Hopefully uh, 2027 is our year. Um, Dinobors winning the League One title and uh, New Zealand winning the uh, World Cup and the... Mighty, mighty New Zealand Warriors winning the NRL Grand Finals. Oh, oh what a year that would be. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, like I said, wanting to keep it short and sharp uh, for this one. Obviously, we also had the bronze final. Um, I was predicting Argentina to win just because I thought IG might have had a bit more to play for in terms of being up for this uh, game. You know, wanting to get third where England, I think... Uh, I thought would have still had a bit of that disappointment from losing by a point to South Africa, but um, end up being a tight game. I only I watched live the last uh, twenty minutes, but um, yeah, not I guess too much to say on that one. Um, I think England still, you know, a pretty positive World Cup in terms of them. You see, all those memes came out after um the quarterfinals where no one expected them to be the only uh Northern Hemisphere team left uh in the World Cup. Um, and Argentina, I think. You know, after losing that game to a 14-man uh, England side in that first round robber match, um, yeah, would have uh, their names would have been crossed off a lot of people's lists for uh, you know getting far into the tournament. But obviously, they uh, proved a few people wrong. A lot of people might say uh, it's about the draw and how it's kind of one-sided, but you, know, you can only play what's in front of you. And they uh, bet um, Wales, who you know topped their pool. So um, yeah, congrats to Asa uh, them as well. But that's uh, it for the World Cup. It felt like it was a very long World Cup without um, the mid-week games, which I'm not too disappointed about being in Japan, um, you know, 
don't know how many 4am games I would have watched midweek, um, especially when it wasn't New Zealand or uh, Japan or, you know, the top tier nations playing each other. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, next we have the League One season starting from the 9th of December. I think uh, Dinobores might be the first game. Dinobores against the Kintetsu Liners. Uh, that's going to be played in Sagamihara at the Dinobores home, Gion. So um, make sure you come down. I'm pretty sure... I saw something out uh, this week that if you're someone living in Kanagawa Prefecture, I'm pretty sure you can come for like 100 yen. So um, yeah, make sure you uh, snap out that deal. Let's get a uh, 10,000 to Gion Stadium, make it an amazing crowd. Um, but yeah, there were a few more, I guess, things that came up throughout the week. Uh, these pretty much came out just before I put the uh, episode out last week but just quickly touching on them the world cup for 2027 they're saying it's going to be extended to have 24 teams in it so it'll be six pools of four and basically it means it's going to be uh four teams in six pools the first two or the top two teams will go through um and then like the four top third place teams will also be going through yeah which means like more than half of the team's 16 teams of 24 are going to be, make it through where it was only 40% in previous World Cup. So I think it means uh, there might be a few bigger scores in the round of uh, 16 uh, games. But, you know, I'm all for expansion. Hopefully it gives, you know, more opportunities for those teams to come through who suddenly only have to win that one game, that round of 16 game to make it to the quarter where uh, and, you know, anything can happen once we get into knockout stages. So, um yeah, exciting times. But then also, announcement of a new international competition, which is going to be a tournament that's like made of 24 teams again, but two divisions. Um, and there's going to be promotion relegation, but that's not starting till 2030. So, so this new competition, I think, uh, will officially be starting in 2026. Uh, but then, like I said, the promotion relegation won't start until 2030. And that top division is going to have the Six Nation teams, the rugby championship teams, and then uh, two others, which looks like they're going to be Japan and Fiji. Um, but in, in saying that, it looks like Japan was going to also be playing, I guess, in the near future in a kind of Pacific Nations Cup, which is going to have two pools uh, of three. You've got Tonga, uh, Fiji, Samoa in Pool A, and then Japan Canada and uh, USA in Pool B kind of thing so yeah I guess that's just a short-term thing or maybe a different time to the other tournament um, but yeah who knows um, lots happening and it's, it was interesting to uh, announce all this the week of the World Cup final you think the World Cup finals are enough um, you know news for the week and then maybe ring it out after the World Cup but yeah who knows and yeah final I guess bit of news um Supposedly, Eddie Jones, after saying he's committed to Aussie rugby, uh, is parting ways with Aussie. So who knows if what that means? Um, if that means he is going to come to Japan, uh, who knows? But mixed feelings uh, in Japan. I think about him coming there. Still, a lot of people who um, you know love him from 2015 when he uh, helped us get that win against South Africa. But yeah, uh, I think a lot of people especially after seeing what's happened recently with uh, Australia and with England, um, would be pretty keen for Japan to go a different direction. So, um, yeah, we'll definitely keep you posted on that. But um, now that World Cup stuff's uh, done and dusted, we can start looking into a lot of the uh, 
pre-season games that have starting in uh, League One. Obviously, there's already been quite a few of those uh, happening throughout the week. We'll uh, start getting into more uh, detailed League One previews uh, in the near future. So, um, yeah, keep listening. Thank you uh, so much for the support. Thanks for listening every week. Uh, if you want to support us, uh, we do have some merch. You can look, uh, click it from the Instagram channel. Uh, you can also uh, donate on our uh, podcast page and everything. But, um, you know, the biggest thing is just you listening every week. Thanks so much. Appreciate all the listens, all the support, all the messages you send through. Make sure you keep sending them through on Japan Rugby Weekly uh, at Instagram and also Japan Rugby Weekly at gmail.com. And yeah, uh, South Africa was the uh, winner on the day. It was a, it was a game of two halves and um, yeah, full credit to the uh, All Blacks playing, uh, you know, well in um, doing New Zealand proud. So what's kare and uh, arigats. Thanks for listening to another episode of the JRW Podcast. Make sure to rate and share the pod if you enjoy it. And don't forget to use code JRW15 at the ANR Pro checkout for a 15% discount. Arigats, I'll talk to you next week.